Culture Bicycle Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. I was going to do the echo, but you already did it. <laughs> I am your host, Jake, and with me as always is Lucas. That's Hollywood Luke Hogan, sir. Hollywood Lucas Hoganus. Lucas Hoganus. So, uh, oh yeah, this is a podcast where we ride you on our handlebars to the very best and sometimes the worst. Lately, a lot of a lot of the worst. Yeah, a things lot of about shit. Things about pop culture, media. Uh, today we have some Mike Flanagan raps filming on his next project. Mike Flanagan. More Vince McMahon news. <laughs> Echo TV show news and more. More, more, more. Echo. Uh, so first up, Mike Flanagan's The Fall of the House of Usher raps filming. Oh, hell yeah. This comes via Bleeding Cool. Earlier this year, viewers learned that filming was getting underway on Mike Flanagan and Trevor Macy's The Fall of the House of Usher with an all-star lineup of talent that might be second only to Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story acting entourage, as you'll see below. I don't think I have that included, <laughs> but... Uh, well, Flanagan had some great news to share late Friday night slash early Saturday morning. A few minutes ago, we wrapped production on The Fall of the House of Usher, closing a huge chapter of my life, Flanagan wrote, in the first of a series of tweets where he opens up about what the accomplishment means to him and how it feels like a special moment. This isn't closing the book entirely on the Vancouver era of Intrepid Pictures. I'm sure we'll be back, but it feels like the end of a very specific chapter. The world has changed profoundly since Bly Prep began, and so many of us went through so much together, Flanagan reveals. From there, he goes on to thank everyone who helped bring the project together and express his appreciation for having a career that allowed him to work with his heroes Mike Hamill and Heather Langenkamp. Mike Hamill? Mark Hamill. And Heather Langenkamp. Langenkamp, so. yeah. That's pretty I, cool. I was just looking up the, the cast, which is pretty Read neat. it. I mean, it just showed uh, Frank Langella and then Carla. Is it Gugino or Gugino? Or Gugino? It's, uh, I think it's Gugino. Gugino. Yep. It sounds like It sounds like a frozen pizza. Uh, Mary McDonald, Mark Hamill, and then Carl Lumbly. Carl Carl Lumbly? Yeah. Why do I feel like we've talked about this before? I think we, we both looked up. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. <laughs> I, I'm. I remember. I think we just looked up Mike Flanagan projects and talked about the fall of the House of Usher. Gugino. Uh, I don't know. It's not delivery. It's Gugino. Kate Siegel, of course. Yep. Henry Thomas. Annabeth Geish, Zach Guilford, Raul Coley, Michael Tru... Nope, don't know who you are. Michael Truco. Oh, Truco. Bruce Greenwood. Hell yeah. Wait, that Bruce Greenwood? Am I thinking of the same guy? I don't know. All right. <laughs> he was in Dr. Sleep. Yeah, okay. He was the... Yeah. Katie Parker, Robert Longstreet. A lot of returning returning actors. Oh, yeah. After, after Dr. Sleep, I'm... I'll watch anything that Mike Flynn... Oh, also he did uh, Haunting of Hill House, right? Yeah, so anything he does is just great. And Gerald's Game and um, 
Midnight Mass. Yeah, I've never read Fall of the House of Usher. Have you? Nope. So isn't it screw it going straight to the series? Or isn't, isn't it we, Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Excited. Which, I like some of Poe's shit, but some of it's just like a struggle to read because it's old old timey. Because you don't know how to read very well. It's true. Don't know how to read good. I I can't read good. Might be second only to Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story acting entourage. How do you feel about that? Does do you think he has a like the first all star lineup, Ryan Murphy? I I'm gonna be honest, like watching American Horror Story, I didn't know who those people were until <laughs> American Horror Story. So at least some of these people I actually know. I think I think Personally? Yeah. When you're in the business. So I think Mike Flanagan has the Mike Flanagan. Ding. Unlike Rob Zombie who Shoehorns his wife and every I'm one of his projects. I'm so not excited for that movie. I'm gonna watch it, Monsters? but I'm not excited to watch it. He he keeps releasing like teaser posters, and it looks like someone dressed up in Halloween costumes and posed, and then made a movie poster out of it. It I looks. Thought it looked, I thought uh, it looks pretty good, but fucking Sherry Sherry Moon Zombie Sharon. Yeah, Sherry 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 uh, Sherry Sherry. Yeah, she just looks like herself. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I I've all I've seen is posters, and then it's not impressive. Maybe if I see some like footage or a trailer, I might be more excited about it. I think they did release a trailer. Did they released a trailer. I think so a while I've, ago. I've only like I follow Rob Zombie on Instagram. I've only seen like. Wow, because you want to sleep with them? Yeah, if it gets me roles in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's what it takes. Well, I for one am excited for anything that Mike Flanagan puts out. Same. Oh, yeah, did he did Hush as well. Shh, you're not supposed to talk about it. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, all right. So, moving on to some, uh, the the uh, the unfortunate part of pop culture. Former WWE <laughs> CEO Vince McMahon paid more than $12 million to four <laughs> women to suppress sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, this comes from Yahoo Sports. Hey. But the Australian one. Oh. <laughs> the Australian <laughs> Yahoo Sports. I didn't know there was an Australian Yahoo Sports. So, trigger warning, this story contains allegations of sexual misconduct. Alleged sexual misconduct. (laughs) Wrench McMahon, the longtime CEO of WWE, who stepped down in June, paid four women at least $12 million over the past 16 years. Jeez. I believe it's only been four women. That's true. It's It's really surprising. The number don't matter. The, the like the the payout is it the most surprising thing here? Yeah. It's that it's only been four women so far. So far, thus far, to hide numerous allegations of sexual misconduct, according to a report by the Wall Street Journal, McMahon also or was also being investigated by the WWE's board. After it was discovered in April, he paid three million dollars to cover up an affair with a former employee. And I don't think companies should fucking like. Invet or like do internal or organizations, yeah. They yeah. Sh- they shouldn't be able to do their own fucking investigations, especially when like three people on that board are related to them. Yeah, so it's like yeah, uh, it might be a little biased. Yeah, they could be like, oh, yep, yep, Aww, he didn't do anything wrong. Dad's dad. <laughs> so yeah, we we found no misconduct. Yep. This new report indicates McMahon covered up more. So far, here are the four settlements McMahon reportedly paid out per the Journal. He has his own journal. Whoa. Man, someone fucking read it. <laughs> On Reddit? A $7.5 million payment in 2018 to a former wrestler who alleged McMahon 
McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her. What? And ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters. I I know, like, they'll never state who it is, but I'm, with it being, like, an active roster at the time, I'm really curious who that is. Because they drop wrestlers like yeah. nobody's business. Mm-hmm. A roughly $1 million payment in 2008 to a WWE contractor who was, quote-unquote, presented the company with unsolicited nude photos of Mr. McMahon she reportedly receiving from him and alleged that he had sexually harassed her on the job. So is that... Are they saying that she blackmailed the WWE? Like, I have these naked pictures and I want a settlement? Or... Hmm. It makes it seem that way through from the article. Don't know. I don't know either. Who's to say? I mean, if she did, I can get the bag. A one million dollar. Yeah, I mean, if he's gonna be a creep, make him pay you millions of dollars. Send her pictures of his fucking probably gross body. Yeah, (laughs) his gross seventy year old body. Yeah, pump full of steroids. A $1 million payment in 2006 to a former 10-year WWE manager who alleged McMahon initiated a sexual relationship with her. I wonder if that's manager as in, like, corporate manager or manager as a lady that escorts, uh, like, goes down to the ring with the wrestlers type manager. Like fucking, uh, the fuck's his name, dude? Did that with Undertaker. Oh, Paul Bear. Yeah, Paul Bear. And finally... So far, the $3 million payment in 2022 to the former paralegal who allegedly had an affair with McMahon. McMahon. The board concluded the relationship with McMahon and this woman was consensual. I mean... Um, so it's consensual, but he pays her yeah, millions he had to of dollars not to say anything? <laughs> of course, he's married. Yeah. So there's that, that scandal. Does the company just not see millions of dollars go missing? Or is it, like, out of his personal bank account? Uh, wouldn't that be, like, embezzling if if he took it out of company funds? Yeah, true. But, I mean, he also owns the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he doesn't anymore. I guess he owns the majority of it, but, like, stock investors. That's why they uh, became more PC for, like, the kids oh, because they yeah. have stock investors yeah. now. They need that fucking money. Went back in their early 2000s late 90s when it was the attitude era it was owned solely by Vince McMahon that way he could just get away with anything he wanted which after seeing some of his behavior on that television show I'm like oh that makes a lot of sense a what show? back in the attitude era when it came to female wrestlers oh so finally this article says the board is also investigating a 1.5 million dollar non-disclosure agreement from 2012 between the same former Paralegal and WWE executive John Laurinaitis McMahon. Johnny Ace McMahon voluntarily stepped down on June 17th following reports of the investigation as well as the alleged settlement. He also pledged his quote unquote complete cooperation to the investigation and quote unquote pledged to accept the findings and outcome of, of the investigation, whatever they are, in a statement released by the company. McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, was named interim CEO and interim chairwoman. Damn, was Vince McMahon the chairwoman before her? Yeah. (laughs) After serving the company's chief brand officer, or after serving as the company's chief brand officer, rather, as well as a former wrestler. Would that be like a loose term, former wrestler? 
Yeah, wrestler. she was never really a wrestler. Uh, but then it's funny because she actually stepped down, and then the allegations came out. And she's like, "No, I'll just take over." She was gone for like maybe a week. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe we're good friends with Vince McMahon. <laughs> I saw a uh, tweet by Mickey James, the former wrestler WWE Mickey James. I don't you know? know if you remember. Yeah, and uh, it was about the seven point five million dollar settlement. She's like seven point five million dollars. No matter, I didn't get no. No wonder I didn't get that raise. <laughs> <sighs> That's my man. Are we gonna? Are we? Nah. I was gonna say what? maybe piece of shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's not a great guy. Like, there's some shit that like wrestlers are not allowed to do, like sneeze in front of him and shit. Well, he he hates sneezing. because yeah. It's like a lack of control. And like yawning or something, yeah. Too. Fucking weirdo. He is a weirdo. All right, so some more unfortunate news: James Caan, Godfather and Thief actor, dies at eighty-two. That was yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, me either. I thought he was gonna live forever. Should have. Should have. Wow, and he, he didn't even get to do uh, Elf too. Oh yeah. I can't do it now. Uh, I mean AI. No, no. James Caan. Oh yeah. This comes from The Rap. James Caan, best known for playing tough guy roles like Sonny Corleone in The Godfather and Frank and Thief, has died, according to a tweet from Caan's family. Caan was 82. The Oscar-nominated performer's other memorable roles include Misery, Brian's Song, and Elf. Yeah, he was in Misery. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) He gets a shit fucked up. Yeah. Not for real, but... That scene where she... Bust his ankles. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That Eli Roth show that I've that I was watching on on Shutter. Mm-hmm. They like showed how they did the effect for that. Oh yeah. And like if you notice, it cuts right before she hits him right in the fucking right in the leg. Right. With the sledgehammer, because I think if they showed it, then it would have been like rated whatever's past R. Been a smut film. Yeah. But the tweet says, It is with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of Jimmy on the event of July 6th. The family appreciates the outpouring of love and heartfelt condolences and asks that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. Khan was born in the Bronx in 1940, the son of Jewish immigrants from Germany. Khan grew up in Sunnyside, Queens, and would attend Michigan State University. Oh, really? Shout out, Michigan! Don't really uh, care about Michigan or Michigan State, but hey, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To play college football. Afterward, Khan got bit by the acting bug and attended New York City's Neighborhood Playhouse School of the Theater to study acting for the next five years under Sanford Meisner. Khan would break out playing Chicago Bears running back Brian Piccolo in 1971's Brian's Song opposite Billy D. Williams, who hey. starred as fellow... Bears running back Gail Sy- Sayers. Khan would garner his first Emmy nomination for his portrayal of the cancer-stricken athlete. And that'd be fucking wild. Your first like big movie role and you get fucking Emmy nominated for at, it. At least he didn't get typecast afterwards. Like yeah. every time there's a sick patient, hey, yeah. James Khan's he's, he's available. Or an athlete. Yeah. Khan would then go on to play hot-headed Sonny Corleone in 1972's The Godfather for director... Francis Ford Coppola. Khan would or Khan initially auditioned for the role of Michael, which went to Al Pacino. Khan and 
Coppola previously worked together in 1969's The Rain People, where Khan played a brain-damaged football player. Okay, so maybe, maybe he was typecast. Dang. <laughs> Khan would get nominated for an acting award for Best Supporting Actor for his performance in The Godfather. Khan would cameo as Sonny in a flashback scene in 1974's Godfather Part Two. After the success of the Godfather films, Khan would go on a tear in the 70s and star in such films as 1973's Slither, 1974's The Gambler, 1975's Rollerball. Dang, Have you watched Rollerball? No. Have you watched like the kind of reboot? With uh, Colin... What's his name? Kaepernick? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. I, I just, I've watched part of the kind of reboot and i was like this sucks <laughs> it was pretty bad it was a bad movie it was with uh i want to say christian slater but that's not it i know it wasn't the same name oh yeah it was chris klein oh yeah <laughs> yeah i uh i think i only got like maybe a half hour into it and i'm like this is dumb and l cool j oh my god it's a 3.1 out of 10 with twenty eight thousand ratings yeah that makes sense <laughs> i watched it and i was like Woo! It's wild. So much action, and you now it's like this is bad. <laughs> 1975's Rollerball, The Killer Elite, and Funny Lady opposite Barbara Streisand. And in 1981, Khan would star in Michael Mann's crime epic Thief, playing master master safecracker Frank. The film gained a cult following over the years, and along with The Godfather, Khan would claim Thief as his best performance. And then at the height of his stardom, Khan would also become notorious for passing on starring roles that would bring success to other actors. The films include MASH, The French Connection, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Dang. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Kramer vs. Kramer, Apocalypse Now, Blade Runner, Love Story, and Superman. Okay, Superman he should have passed on, but the rest of those he could have made freaking uh, I boatload from. I wonder what he would have been in Superman. Probably Lex Luthor. Yeah. That would have been great. He would have been a great Lex Luthor. Yeah. I take back what I said. <laughs> Khan would take a sabbatical in the 80s after 1982 flop Kiss Me Goodbye and return to the big screen in 1987 for Francis Ford Coppola's Gardens of Stone. Khan also played a cop partnered with an alien in 1988's Alien Nation. <laughs> um, put that on the bombentary list. And starred as Spaldoni in 1990's Dick Tracy for director Warren Beatty. There's a Dick Tracy movie in 1990? Yeah. Huh. Khan would star in 1990's Misery for Rob Reiner and star opposite Bette Midler in 1991's For the Boys. For the Boys. Other prominent roles in the 90s for Khan would include playing a Vegas gangster in 1992's Honeymoon in Vegas, Coach Winters in 1993's The Program, Abe in the nineteen ninety six directorial debut of Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket and nineteen ninety nine's Mickey Blue Eyes opposite Hugh Grant. In the two thousands, Khan would star in one of his most popular roles in two thousand three's Elf. I can't believe that movie came out in two thousand three. How shitty is it that he's been in like The Godfather and all these other iconic movies and then this article goes his most famous role in Elf. I mean Elf is a great fucking movie. I, no, I know, I I love it, but it's like like the godfather is like a serious acting role you know like he really had to like act and then elf he just had to be a dick which is pretty easy man i don't think this mentioned anything about family guy because he had a like a reoccurring role in family guy as himself yeah i remember james woods 
Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay. Uh, you uh, I don't think you went out on a on the greatest of note. Khan's most recent roles include 2015's The Wrong Boyfriend and S- Sicilian Vampire. Oof. 2016's JL Ranch, Good Enough, The Good Neighbor, and The Red Maple Leaf, and Undercover Grandpa in 2017. Undercover Grandpa? Yeah. Huh. Khan is survived by his five children. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Five kids. Oh, yeah. 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 Rip. Yeah. Rest in peace, James Khan. Moving on to better better news. Someone else also died. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, returning for Marvel series Echo. This comes via The Hollywood Reporter. Marvel Studios has some devilish plans in store for Echo, the upcoming Disney Plus series currently filming in, in Atlanta. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, who portrayed classic Marvel characters Daredevil and the Kingpin, respectively, have joined the series, which stars Hawkeye Breakout Aliqua Cox as Maya Lopez. Marvel had no comment. The move is the latest sign of Marvel Studios' efforts to weave in popular characters from Netflix's now-defunct Marvel shows, such as Daredevil, into the fold. Sources say... Echo will include a plotline in which Daredevil, whose alter ego is blind attorney Matt Murdock, spoiler alert, in case you didn't know, is searching out a former ally. Podcast The Weekly Planet has reported, I, I added this because that's, this is what they said that, like these fucking... Uh, yeah, they had like a specific source. Uh, well, they had a segment that they said that if you cite this, then you have to fucking say the name of the segment, which is called... Hot scoop or shot of poop. Oh, yeah. I just listened to that today, actually. <laughs> Which, for those that don't know, the host, the main host, James, he, if, like, this leak turns out to be false, he has to take a shot of poop. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> Weekly Planet has reported that ally is Jessica Jones, another Marvel character who top-lined her own Netflix series and was played by Kristen Ritter. If Ritter as Jones does indeed make an appearance in Echo... That would leave Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Punisher as the street-level crime fighters still left to be reintroduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I fucking... Any of those three, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, or the Punisher, return. I want at least John Bernthal as the Punisher to return. Yeah. He was fucking absolutely. Great. I just like the name Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's a good fucking name. It's a good name. <laughs> the strong name. I didn't know that uh, Aliqua was uh, Native American. Yeah, she's also actually deaf. Yeah, as it's looking up, I never watched Hawkeye, so because you know how my my relationship with Hawkeye is strained at best. You should watch it. He owes me forty bucks. He's he's ducking me. Yeah, he said I need money for arrows. <laughs> so yeah, I, didn't, I I wasn't familiar with her work, but yeah, that's cool. That is so cool. That is so cool. In a new segment, we're calling that, that is, is so, so cool. cool. <laughs> so yeah that's all i have for the news yeah i've seen a lot of people saying that like oh fucking echo is gonna be a secondary character in her own fucking series because people, yeah basically people, with... people are gonna be excited for daredevil and kingpin to return kingpin was in uh hawkeye spoiler alert he got shot through the eye by hawkeye oh really yeah do you have any news i have one bit of news is it part of rumor has it or no? Oh, this is, this is confirmed. Ooh, and it's another death. 
unfortunately. Oh, I've, I think I've seen it. The uh, actor from The Sopranos, Tony Sirico. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Probably. I want to say Sirocco. That's not right. Sriracha? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the eccentric gangster dies at 79. Uh, Tony, C- I'm going to say Sirico. The yeah. actor best known for playing the eccentric ga- gangster. Uh, Cicero? No. S-I-R-I-C-O. Sirico. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, playing the eccentric gangster Polly Walnuts on the hit HBO series The Sopranos died on Friday in his Fort Lauderdale, Florida home. He was 79. Uh, well, it was his death was in an assisted living facility, which sucks Ooh, yeah. considering he was a great actor. Uh, was confirmed by Bob, uh, Bob McGowan, his manager. No cause was given. Polly Walnuts, that was Paul... Ooh. This is a this isn't a name. I don't know if I'm gonna be get, able to get Paul Walteri. Yep. His nickname because he once hijacked a truck full of nuts. <laughs> uh was one of the mob boss Tony Soprano's most loyal, oversensitive, and reckless men. Polly was the kind of guy who would uh participate in an intervention for a drug addict, and when it was his turn to speak, punch the guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he loved his mother, although he found out she was really his aunt, and she, and what she loved f- him because he wrote the checks to keep her in an expensive living or expensive nursing home. I don't know why they had to do a full breakdown on Polly Walnuts. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't and then it goes on to state he wore tracksuits and slept with hookers. Oh yeah, in the article, and yeah, that's I'm not gonna go. It just goes basically into his career, which is a long career, but rest in peace, Tony Sirico. Yeah, Tony Sriracha, Polly Walnuts. Hey, he was a he was a pretty good fucking character in the yeah in the Sopranos. All right, so rip. So let's move on to rumor has it. Rumor has it. Which button is it? I don't know. I heard a rumor. You punched yourself. In the face. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. This is the segment where we talk about. Uh, leaks and rumors for upcoming comic book shows and movies. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first because you probably have more than I do. Okay, I'll go first. I'm just kidding. You can go first. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is a rumor. It's labeled as an unverified leak, so still kind of rumor. Yeah. Uh, Joe Keery is in talks with Marvel for a pars- possible human torch role in the Marvel Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. And I was like, huh. And then I was thinking about it more. I'm like, I could see it. Yeah. He'd probably do a great job. He's, he's charismatic enough that I think it would be a really good role for him. It's going to be hard not to see him as Steve, but... Yeah, I hope he gets it. I have... Uh, in a new segment, we, we could like to call, that is so cool. <laughs> and another segment that intertwines with the segment called, I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, at my time to shine, hello, says, Modoc's role in Quantumadia, which is the next Ant-Man movie. Okay. Uh... He says, Modoc's role in Quantumania is big. He's King's advisor and second main villain. And he's being played by Corey... Feldman. No. <laughs> no. Making a comeback. Who played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant-Man. Like, he, I think, got sucked into the Quantumverse. And he's going to come out as this big square head on a with a tiny body. On this floating chair. Oh, nice. So, I hope he gets it. <laughs> I hope he gets it. 
At Daniel RPK, Juan Carlo Esposito has reportedly had recent talks with Marvel Studios for an unknown role. What kind of role do you think that'd be? Hero or villain? Villain. He plays a great <laughs> villain. Yeah. Although he's been pretty typecast after fucking Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, because he was in um, The Mandalorian. He was a villain in that. Right. He is in The Boys. As a villain? Yeah, pretty much. He's like the... Just not a nice person. The head of Vought. Yeah. Oh, and one of the Far Cry games? He was a villain Oh, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so how how old is he? He um, is 64 years old. Did you just have that pulled up on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> I'm quick with it. Uh, he's 64 years old. I mean, there's not too many, like, 60-year-old heroes, if we're going to be honest. Um... Hank Pym in the Ant-Man movies. You named one. <laughs> name name some more, and I, I'll, I'll completely change my... Uh, the original Wasp from the Ant-Man movies. Go on. <laughs> Michael Keaton in the upcoming Batgirl movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll see about how much of a hero he is in that Batgirl movie. But what I'm saying is there's not too many like active heroes that are of that age. That are old. But you can have like an older villain... Who's like just torn down from his experiences and now he's bitter. Or, and that'd make a lot of sense. Or maybe he's a retired hero. Or a retired hero, yeah. But I, I'd, I'd put my money on villain 100% of the time. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. At Great Phase claims that Black Mask is in the Penguin show. Doesn't specify if it's uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask, but mm. I hope they. I, kinda, like, I love Ewan McGregor, but I hope they recast him. Give him like a fucking. Uh, like a, like a villain that has like a, like a typical gangster yeah accent like that fucking uh, New York gangster accent. It's the bat. Get him. Yeah, pretty much. Um, except except his voice is more gravelly. Yeah, I I can't do it. Don't fucking say yeah like you know. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I was just saying yeah like yeah that's not gonna happen for me. Uh, is there a like rumored release date for the Penguin series? I haven't seen anything about the Penguin series in a while. Since it was first reported. Yeah. What about the um, Asylum one? Arkham Asylum spinoff that they're talking about doing. Pretty sure they changed that into... Well, no, Gotham PD, they... I don't know. I don't fucking know. Who knows? (laughs) I haven't heard anything about any of that in a while. I just don't know if you've heard anything about it. But Rumor uh, has it that you did. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. The furry already has it, technically. <laughs> there is an alleged Fantastic Four casting leak. This was copy and pasted to Reddit from 4chan, so mm, take it with a fucking very tiny grain of salt. Huge. Just a salt lick. John Krasinski's not coming back. I heard that, too. Bryce Dallas Howard directing rumors are false. I I hope he gets it. <laughs> That's a chick? <laughs> just, Ron Howard's daughter? I just wanted to say it. Yeah, I, I didn't see any directing rumor. I saw that someone asked her if she was going to play Sue Storm. Oh, really? But she said no. Yeah, I saw that um, John Krasinski not coming back. was He was basically just in Multiverse of Madness for fan service. Yeah. And they might bring him back eventually along with the last two iterations of Well, I, if they're doing fantastic. it, yeah, they could with the Multiverse, but... In the article I read, like he is Mister Fantastic, 
Fantastic, but like if they do a movie that it won't be in that universe, so yeah. it makes sense that he's a different person. And I was well, like, all right. Seems but, like in every universe, the like wand is the same. So yeah, get your shit together, Marvel slash Kevin Feige. Oh, so you know, last week I reported that Jason Siegel was gonna play the thing. Mm-hmm. This says Jason Siegel won't be playing the thing. Hey, all right. <laughs> There's no director attached as of now. They are looking for actors in their 20s to 30s for the main characters, which would work with Joe Keery. That's true. Yeah, he's I think 30. He's, yeah. He's 30. Nice, dude. There. We're the same age. We're practically best friends. You know Joe Keery? Yeah. You what? jealous? Kind of. Penn Badgley's one of the top choices for Reed. Oh, from... Uh, oh, from uh, the her. Dexter ripoff. <laughs> oh, you. You. I don't know. I, I watched a season. I was like, this sucks. I didn't even try watching it. I was like, this is a ripoff of Dexter, it seems like. Simon Baker's wanted for the villain. Oh, he's from the from the the mentalist. Oh yeah. I could see him playing a great villain. I hope he gets it. <laughs> I hope he gets it. I'm sure they'll fucking like make him be Doctor Doom. Yeah. Or Mole Man. Other names thrown around for the Fantastic Four are Logan Lerman, Freddie Carter. Melissa Benoist, who played Supergirl on the CW. Callan hmm. McAuffley. M- 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 yep. <laughs> Natalia Dyer, who plays fucking uh, Nancy on Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. And Gerald Jerome. That'd be some weird shit if Joe Keery got it and then They played so siblings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. It's like a weird fan service. Cast fucking uh, David Harbour as Doctor Doom, an old Doctor Doom, and fucking uh, the guy that played Eddie, yeah, as the Thing or something. I forget what his name is now. I think it's Joe as well. Joe something. Joe Con. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Joseph Quinn. Mm, that's close. Hey, there's a journalist called Joe Con. Joe Con. Joe Con. You. <laughs> Do you have an ideal cast for? The Fantastic Four? No. You in, in every role? Yeah. I'll, I'll even play the female role. I don't care. It'd be like I a should. It'd be like a nutty oh, professor type thing. Oh, casted starting... Or casted started... Wait, what? <laughs> Casting started a couple months ago and should be announced at D23. Oh, well, my phone's on. Give me a call. Hey, dude. I, I don't think they know that your phone's on. I'll do it for half the price of everyone else. <laughs> And so we should... I'll add more to your CGI budget. They got a CGI you looking handsome. <laughs> yeah, they do. That'd be a lot of work. All right, so let's move on to spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The section where we talk about where or what we've been reading, watching, and or listening to. Luke, what the fuck have you been reading, watching, and or fucking listening to? I'm having a real hard time finding find another book to read. <laughs> I'll I'll start a book like I don't care about this book and I'll put it down. I'm oh, nobody yeah, yeah. DM'd me, <laughs> not a single person. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Justin will DM you, but it won't be what you want. It'll be rich dad poor dad what, or something. Have you been watching anything? I was busy. Oh my god! But I had had to kind of. I'm docking your pay. Rewatch the uh, the Stranger Things season four volume two. You watched it? Yeah, because my stepdaughter got to the point just before volume two. She wanted to watch it with us, so we rewatched it and watched it with her and watched her 
cry over <laughs> Eddie's death and everything. That was fun. <laughs> I should have recorded it, put it on the internet. <laughs> My daughter had already seen it, and then she cried again. Scoff. Scoff. Well, you suck. I know. I'm the worst. I watched The Bear on Hulu. Oh, hey. I just hey. heard something about that today. Hey. 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 Uh, it stars Jeremy Allen White, who I'm sure a lot of people know him as Lip on Shameless. Never watched Shameless, but I know who he is. You should know who he is. Uh, Ebon Moss Bachrock. Batrack? I don't know, something. And John Bernthal. Hey. So it reunites Ebon and John. I'm not even going to try to say Ebon Moss. I'm just going to call him (laughs) Ebon Moss. Uh, Reunites him and John Bernthal from the Punisher series. Oh, Uh. the series? Not the movies? No. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you think John Bernthal played? No. I know. I know. Played as Thomas Jane as fucking. uh, I've watched the Punisher movies. I just haven't watched the. You should. It's pretty brutal. I just like the way he looks as the Punisher. He's more believable. Yeah. And Ebon Moss, he plays Micro, which I think at first in the series, he tried uh, like blackmailing Frank Castle, Mm -hmm. but it didn't work out for him. Frank Castle beat the shit out of him while he was tied naked to a chair. Right. So, <laughs> that, I was actually thinking about this today. Like, you're thinking about him being naked, oh, tied to a chair. Well, maybe. <laughs> the fact that I don't watch series is because it takes so fucking long. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. A movie I can get through the entire plot in like two and a half hours, start to finish. Usually, unless it's a continuation. A fucking show. I had to. It's what eight episodes 10 episodes and then there's like filler episodes that mean nothing sometimes well all these episodes mean everything do they yeah all right fine uh so the synopsis is carmen berzato a brilliant young chef from the fine dining world is forced to return home to run his family sandwich shop the original beef of chicagoland after a heartbreaking death in his family a world away from what he's used to carmy must balance the soul-crushing reality of trading in Michelin star restaurants for the small business's kitchen filled with with strong-willed and recalcitrant staff and his strained familial relationships all while grappling with the impact of his brother's suicide. So I've seen this compared to Uncut Gems in terms of like the anxiety that it, that it gives you. Uncut Gems? I would probably never want to watch that then. Uncut Gems... I mean, messed me up I don't see the comparison like this is pretty like it's well acted like you can tell that they're stressed out and right. at each other's throats all the time but it wasn't as fucking wildly cut as uncut gems like the fucking camera movement oh, shit okay. being as wild Jeremy Allen White plays Carmen Berzato who inherits his brother's restaurant his sandwich restaurant after he like commits suicide mm-hmm. So, and like this restaurant is in like a shit ton of debt and I uh, could like can't pay like half the vendors and oh really shit like that. So does he like revamp the menu because he's from the like the Michelin um, star world and try to like bring it back or he's just kind of making do? It, he adds like one thing to the menu, but yeah, he's just making do with what people are used to. Right. And, and like a lot of like at first his 
I guess employees now since he owns a restaurant. Right. Like don't respect him and makes sense. Yeah, don't listen to him and shit. So there's a lot of turmoil and yeah, it's pretty good. I hope he gets it. Do you know how how the Michelin star thing came about? Because of the Michelin man. Literally though. Like so Michelin came out with a guide. If you're driving a one star Michelin restaurant is like you only want to eat there if it's on your way. And then a two-star Michelin restaurant, it's like, yeah, you're going someplace, and maybe this is a little bit out of your way, but you want to take that detour to go to this restaurant. And then a three-star is like, that's your destination. You're not going anywhere else. You're going to that restaurant. And that's how they guided them, and that's how all restaurants judge themselves by is literally a tire ranking of food. Idiots, dude. I just learned that, I think, actually today, oddly. And I was like, God, that's dumb. It is pretty dumb. <laughs> uh, Something that all restaurants strive to be is someplace that some company that makes tires says dude, is good. I can't fucking stand like high end, quote unquote, fancy fucking restaurants. No, me neither. That you pay like 50 bucks a plate for and you get like a fucking little tiny portion. Yeah. Like this is, this is fish eggs on mustard. What? Yeah. Yeah. And it, ha- it has like the fucking, like the sauce that they fucking spoon <laughs> Drizzle, around. Yeah. Yeah. So dumb. Now, give me a freaking just hole in the wall. Yeah. Good steak sandwich. Yeah. That costs fucking like 12 bucks. Yeah. You can cut this if you want. I went to Dockside. Well, it, it makes no sense in the podcast. I went to Dockside the other day for the first time. Call on this segment, Luke veers off into nothing related to the podcast. Yeah, so you can cut it. Uh, and I had the um, meatball sub that they had there. And it was good, but I'm not I got, really a fan of meatball subs. There wasn't much on the menu that I was like, "Yeah, I want that." And I was like, "Something that I walked in and smelled Italian food," and I was like, "I'm gonna get a meatball sub." Uh, mild food poisoning. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. that was fun. Never pretty, go in there again. Pretty sure I got. Pretty sure Jordan, I got mild food poisoning from, uh, like the Meyer Deli. Oh yeah, Jordan got chicken tenders, uh, chicken wings, and. Uh, potato wedges nice we got sounds good it sounds like it'd be fine poisoning. yeah like like the next morning like our stomachs were fucking like killing it yeah like my stomach it just like today felt better and that was last sun two sundays ago now yeah i got it yeah because was that the day that yeah it was the day that i came over here yeah is the day we we ate there and i was my stomach was all fucked up hmm. should have got the tomahawk steak thought about it but it was like 30 bucks <laughs> now it's like 60 bucks. is it i don't yeah. know it's more than i want i got it over quarantine when i was rich it was amazing yeah i don't have that quarantine money anymore Me either <laughs> sad times all right uh now back to your regularly scheduled programming that was a short-lived segment thanks <laughs> to you sorry have you been listening to anything mm. reading anything oh i read house of m which is a X Men comic? Oh, really? Or X Men slash? It's it's a Marvel comic. A comic. It has Avengers and <laughs> the X Men in it. It's uh, it's a story about Wanda, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, like not being able to tell like reality from what she's conjuring up with her with her magic. Oh, nice! Like she can't fucking like control it, like sh- because she like conjured up her kids, right? hence where like the idea and yeah. Doctor Strange and WandaVision came from 
and the Avengers and the X-Men meet at the Avengers Tower to discuss like what they're going to do with Wanda and Pietro her brother Quicksilver mm-hmm. overhears or yeah overhears them fucking like having a discussion so he automatically, automatically thinks like oh fuck they're going to fucking kill my sister so he fucking runs to where she's at I forget where she's at but and he's like oh fuck dude they're going to kill you and Magneto shows up which is their their dad mm-hmm. and uh he's like pleading with Magneto saying that they're going to kill her and Magneto's like well what the fuck do you want me to do like she's out of control so Pietro convinces Wanda to use her powers to create like a reality where everyone gets what they want like the like Magneto his mission is to like overcome humanity mm-hmm. uh, with mutants yeah so, so he gets that yeah so the majority of the population is mutants compared to what they call sapiens right and like fucking steve rogers captain america he doesn't get frozen so he gets to grow old and hey, shit with, with uh betty is that her name no peggy peggy but no it doesn't show her maybe i don't know maybe she died yeah and i don't know like everyone gets what they want uh apparently wolverine's fantasy is to become the head of shield to become nick fury nice <laughs> And there's some characters that remember, like, what it was like, what reality actually is. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to convince other heroes to, like, team up and go after Wanda to set everything right. I don't know. The story just kind of, like, ends. Just, just, that's it. Yeah, like, they confront Wanda and uh, Magneto gets pissed because Pietro, like, convinces Wanda to do this on Magneto's behalf and really fight and and it just kind of just kind of ends like it seems like there was more story to tell and they just like yeah that's that's fine yeah it was weird maybe there'll be another one this was early 2000s so no no maybe a long-awaited sequel yeah I tried looking it up and there's like a bigger version with tie-ins from other comics but I definitely wasn't going to fucking read all that again. Right. Did you see the thing online? No. That, was it Google? Uh, I don't know where I saw it from, but I just looked it up again as you were talking about uh, Wolverine. That uh, Taron, is it Egerton? Yeah, I think it's Egerton. That there was concept art was him as Wolverine. Spawning rumors that he might be in yeah. talks for the role. Yeah, I was, was going to report on this last week, but the article was like from the New York Times and... It was just like him promoting whatever upcoming project he yeah. is. So it was just like a lot of shit talking about that. And then, and then it, like a little blurb about Yeah. He oh, was also like maybe Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently he's been in talks with Marvel. It, is he a, a British born actor or was he doing an accent for the Kingsman series? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember what else I've seen him in. That's all I know him from is the Kingsman. Yeah, the Kingsman movie series. Yeah. Um, which he was good in. Yeah. Yeah, and great in. If he can do an American accent, because I don't think I could do a British Wolverine. No. If he can do a, what, like a really good American accent. I oh, Rocketman. Yeah, he was fucking Elton John. Oh, was he? Yeah. Um. Also British, so. Oh, yeah, help. it says Taron Egerton. He's a British actor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if he can pull off a really good American accent, I think he'd be a pretty good Wolverine. 
Of course, he's not like the grizzled Wolverine like I'm used to seeing, but still well, could mean, be interesting. Neither was Hugh Jackman before that role, so. That's true. And he was also, he's also in a bunch of musicals. Yeah, that's true. Hugh Jackman is. Yeah, Taron Egerton is in a Apple TV show that just debuted a couple days ago or something. Hmm. And he plays an American, so I guess we'll have to watch yeah, that. Yeah, have to check that out. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to... Twer. Twer. This week in review. This week uh, in uh, review. Review. So if you don't know, we've been doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, main, just the movies, yep. in chronological order. And this it, week we... Imagine ha- if we did TV shows too. <sighs> I think we have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, which thank had you. like fucking five or six seasons. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Because I guess that's technically part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, nope. But this week we had the task (laughs) of watching Iron Man 3. Uh, The synopsis is, When Tony Stark's world is torn apart by a formidable terrorist called the Mandarin, he starts an odyssey of rebuilding and retribution. This is directed not by Jon Favreau. Should have been. Directed by Shane Black. And written by Drew Pierce and Shane Black. <laughs> Have you watched any of Shane Black's movies? No. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And The Good Guys? I don't think I've seen that one. I can't remember if it's The Good Guys or The Other Guys, but it stars uh, Russell Crowe and um, Ryan Gosling. No, I haven't seen it. And that I, great fucking movie. I think you it is The Good it. Guys, because The Other Guys is uh, uh, Mark Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, it stars Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Goop Paltrow, <laughs> Guy Pierce, and Don Cheadle. What do you think of this movie? Best part of this movie was Don Cheadle. Yeah, when he fucking jumps out of that suit. And- yeah, like I fucking love Don Cheadle. He's so good. Uh, I thought this movie was at the very tip of the scale. Fine. At the top of the scale. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's not at the top of the scale. It's somewhere in between that. Yeah. De- definitely not one of the highlights of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. A, fucking Tony Stark is like the most famous person ever. And no and, one recognizes him. Yeah, he puts on a hat and no one knows I mean, fucking Tony that's, Stark. That's the Marvel fucking undercover it's, outfit. It's so stupid. Just, just wait until you watch Civil War. Yeah, no. I, fucking the Winter Soldier. It's just a cap and sometimes Aviators sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Like he's running into people in that small town, wherever yeah. that is. And they're just like... Look out, buddy, or whatever. Then yeah. I don't say that. But it's like it's fuck. You could tell it was Tony Stark. Don't be yeah, a definitely. fucking jackass. What do you think about the the Mandarin twist? I thought it was funny, but also went nowhere. Yeah, like you can't bring back the Mandarin after that. I, well, have you watched Shang Chi? No, not yet. I, well, I will have to. Well, and he's. I know. I get it. He's in there, but it's like you can't just. Oh, the Mandarin's just an actor, and then bring him back as a real character and have it make sense in the same universe well they did that i know <laughs> and it made sense well i'll have to see <laughs> but uh i thought the whole shit with pepper at the end went nowhere it was unneeded yeah it, it's just like five minutes of her like oh i have this power because of fuckface mcgee uh that, aldrich killian yeah and then it cuts to tony stark just saying we took care of it yeah okay and and they took care of his arc reactor, so... Yeah. It didn't need that until they bring him back a few movies later. Right. Does the arc reactor power the suit? 
Yeah. So now he's just not Iron Man until he's Iron Man again? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> um, I would have actually liked it if they kept Pepper with powers and just let that be a, a thing. Why not? Yeah. If you're going to go through all that trouble of like doing it, do it for more than five minutes yeah. and let it be. Well, because plot. And change your name. Yeah, because plot. Change your name from Pepper to Habanero because she's spicy now. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> Cutting that. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you out of my life. All right. I, I liked how he was able to use all the suits. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the one suit that came apart and uh fucking hit those extremist fucking henchmen people. Yeah. It came apart and then fucking put itself back together. Yeah, that was pretty sick. The what do you call it, Igor? Yeah. That suit was kind of sick too. Yeah, that was like a tease for the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. And it's like, he had all these cool suits, and then he's like, I'm going to blow them up. Yeah, well, he... I understand why. Yeah, it was his cope with PTSD. Yeah. From going through that wormhole. And almost dying. Yeah. That fucking one kid where he's like, I loved you in A Christmas Story. Yeah. And then he's, <laughs> then fucking Tony starts freaking out, and the kid's like, uh, how'd you get through the wormhole? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> this shit was creepy. I didn't, I didn't hate the kid storyline so much. That kid comes back in Endgame. Does he? Yeah, for if you haven't seen Endgame, one of the biggest movies ever. I've watched Endgame. I'm no, just, I'm not talking to you. I know, but I'm trying to. I don't remember. He him was. Back. He was. He was in the funeral scene where all the oh was characters he? are standing around while they. I don't know. I'll have to spot that when we watch Endgame. He's definitely a lot older. Yeah, I feel like if they brought him back as because that kid's pro, that kid's smart. Like they right. showed him building that fucking uh, potato gun. With fucking like spot on accuracy, right? Um, so he's obviously smart. He could be a like an Iron Man, like a Iron Man successor. That'd be cool. Which I think there is because there's Iron Heart, which is a chick that builds her own Iron Man suit, mm-hmm. and then I think there's another, but there's like a dude kid fucking Iron Man spinoff. I can't remember. Maybe it's just Iron Kid or something, yeah, or Iron Lad. Iron shit. Lad. Yeah, that sounds right, actually. So. Yeah, but other than that, like, just not much. Was another standalone movie that didn't lead to anything, really. Uh, like, there was no... Well, it let Tony deal with his PTSD. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. But and then like, there was no Tesseract thing at the end of it. Like, there was nothing leading into the next Avengers, like, tie-in. And there is, like, the Iron Patriot. Yeah. Like, went nowhere. Yeah. Is it still War Machine? Did they just change it back to War Machine? Yeah. Okay, and then you knew who was going to be the villain from the first scene of the movie. Yeah, the fucking nerdy fucked up dude. So there wasn't like a guy twist Pierce. that the Killian guy was out for revenge or whatever. It was out Killian people? Yeah, out Killian people. So it just, it was just a movie. I think it was fucking stupid that he get, Tony gave out his address. That is stupid. <laughs> and that one chick that Tony slept with at the beginning, Maya something or another... Mm-hmm. Like she just turned villain, yeah. And, and then, then what, and, and then Aldrich Killian, villain? She, yeah. And like Aldrich Killian just shoots her, and yeah. That's it. She's that's dead. It. That's it. That's all she was good for, apparently. Just I, for I, because plot. I guess uh, there was like an extended scene that they cut because you know in the beginning doing shit with plants, mm-hmm. like the plant explodes. Yeah, she was gonna like blow up the plant and cause a distraction for Tony or something. Oh really? Yeah. That's that's another thing. So that happened 
how many years? Twenty years before uh, it was ninety nine. So yeah, something like that. And she was having the glitch then. Twenty years, she hadn't figured out the glitch. <laughs> you suck your job, lady. I'm just saying. I knew go. I've seen this one before, and I knew going into it that it wasn't a great movie. And then oh. just watching it again, I'm like, yes. I'm trying to think of great moments. I, I liked when he was tied up, and he's like four, three, two, one. And oh, waiting yeah. for the armor to come on, and it just wasn't coming yet. That I, was funny. I, I, liked that. I liked when him and Rhodey were like fighting those extremist dudes. Yeah, and they just had guns. And Tony's like, "I'm gonna look," and he like, "Hurry up!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what'd you see? Yeah, it was too fast. I didn't see anything. <laughs> and when his was it Mark Forty Two armor, mm-hmm. his newest one. Yeah, came when he was fighting Killian, and. Tony's like, the prodigal son returns, and the armor just fucking hits, like, the railing and just falls apart. <laughs> yeah. And Tony's just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was cool to see a Iron Man suit that wasn't just balls to the wall ready to go, like, in most of his shit. Yeah. Like, he just... I hate how perfected. they... I hate how they made the Iron Man suit just nanotech. Yeah. Like, he just taps his chest and... Yeah. There's a suit... Yeah, but also it's like, it, it also makes sense when you have to be a hero at a moment's notice kind of thing. Like, Well, maybe you should call in a suit. <laughs> or just carry on a briefcase. Like briefcase Iron Man suit? Suit. Will you yeah. stop massaging your knee? Dude, my knee hurts. <laughs> I'm old. Oh, yeah. Also, this is like the douchiest that Iron Man's ever been. Like, in the beginning of the movie, just kind of a dick to everybody. I didn't... That rabbit thing was weird. It had boobs? Yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I thought like five times, Tony and Pepper were gonna break up, and like it revolved around the the weird rabbit. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, whatever. I liked when Tony was fighting, like when he was handcuffed by that Homeland Security agent, yeah. quote unquote, and he uses like her extremist powers against her to right. melt the handcuffs, and then he used like that. What was that jug of? I feel like it was oil, like uh, cooking oil. It had been, yeah, it's for it shouldn't have lit on fire if it was cooking oil. I don't know. So it was some kind of substance. And he turns on that gas. Yeah. And puts, what was it, silverware or something? Oh, dog tags. Dog, Yeah, the dog tags in the microwave to blow up the restaurant. I, I That that showed his fucking, his smarts. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Because you don't get to see, like... You see Tony Stark being the quote-unquote genius, but you don't get to see him being, like, uh, resourceful and clever Yeah, with his fighting like mm-hmm. that. That was really cool to see. Yeah, and when, because the kid's name is Harley, Yeah, he told your mechanic to Tony build something, so he fucking builds, like, that that glove that can shot, like, electrocute yeah. people. And, yeah. And I he bought those ornaments that. that were, like, little bombs. That, that was cool. Tony MacGyver. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's going through, like, Home Depot and yeah. just has, like, fertilizer and yeah. shit and carts full. Which, again, if you work at the Home Depot and Tony Stark, you obviously could tell it's Tony Stark. Yeah. But you're dead. Yeah, so his house is in Malibu. Yeah. Why does he have the Stark Tower in New York? Uh, because he's an international businessman. Ugh. Why'd they put him in the West Coast? They should just... Waited and have him create the West Coast Avengers for aesthetic. I have no idea. Has he always lived on the West Coast though? I guess they never really fully said where he lived. He just had a Stark Tower in New York. 
Well, in the other Iron Man movies, he lived in Malibu. Right. Well, maybe he just moved all his operations out to California because he had PTSD about New York. He couldn't go back. Don't know. And they turned it into the Avengers Tower. Yeah, because the rest of the letters got knocked off the building, so just the Avengers aid stayed. So they're like, they're hey, like yeah, just put uh, put Avengers afterwards. Who cares? Anything else to say about this movie? Um, I'm glad that we're done watching it. Yeah. And we don't have to do that again. Wait, what's next? Are we in the good movies yet? I think uh, Age of Ultron is next. Oh, no. No? Captain America the Winter Soldier. Let's oh, okay. go. Then the two Guardians of the Galaxy movies after that. Then Age of Ultron. Okay. So we got a little bit. Fuck yeah, dude. Winter Soldier. Finally. A good movie. I'm glad we're past that little bit of bad movies. Yeah. Marvel really, like, I know they have a shit ton of money and funding. But, like, if that if that wasn't the case, they probably wouldn't have made so many movies afterwards with how shitty, like, Iron Man 3 was. Well, this was before. Iron Man 2. This was before Disney bought him. Oh, is it? So yeah. it's just Marvel Studios? Uh, and Paramount. Oh, and Paramount. For sure, Marvel bought the rights to Paramount, but Paramount is still like, you got to leave our logo on the front at, hey. at the beginning of the movie. Much like Sony. Yeah. What do you mean? What? Like with Sony did with uh, Spider-Man. Oh, And yeah. so like Sony takes, like... Yeah, with the success of Sony's Spider-Man. Like, yeah. It wasn't. Shut up. Yeah, this was all fucking Marvel. <laughs> all right, so you want to move on to some trivia? Oh, I'd love some trivia, sir. It wasn't that great of trivia, but I'll read some. Did you know that this movie sucked? What would you rate this out of five potato guns? Two potato guns? Because it had some elements I liked, just Say overall the half. movie wasn't great. Saying two and a half. All right. There you have it. The, the definitive rating for this movie. Like the inter- interactions between uh, Rhodey and Tony. Yeah. And sure. and all the suits. Yeah, that's about it. Especially that one that came apart and put, it, put itself back together. That was sick. All right, trivia. The Mandarin bears a tattoo on the back of his neck of Captain America's shield with an anarchist A symbol in the center instead of a star. Oh, I didn't notice that. Me either. See, that's good trivia. I, I knew the twist was coming, so I'm just like, I'm not even going to fucking pay attention yeah. to the Mandarin scenes. The first Iron Man movie to gross over $1 billion, and the second Marvel movie to reach this mark, with the Avengers being the first. Question relating to the Mandarin. He had that, like, oil tycoon guy that he was, like, going to shoot, and he had the president told the president. Oh, yeah. Did the president actually know that guy? And then they really kill that guy, or was that guy an actor too? Because none of that was real. Well, the the president called the guy, right? Or called the Mandarin. So I guess he was the actual actual guy. So what happened to that guy? He, he's dead. Was he though? Because he said didn't the Mandarin say that nobody actually died? I don't actually shoot guns or props. Oh yeah, then they, they don't actually give him real guns. Yeah, or they don't trust him. Yeah. So did that guy actually die? Plot hole. Plot hole. <laughs> because plot hole. <laughs> right, so AIM, also known as Advanced Idea Mechanics, is the scientific organization headed by Aldrich, Aldrich Killian. In the comics, it was a straightforward terrorist organization and the evil counterpart to S.H.I.E.L.D., which originally was an offshoot of Captain America's World War II enemies, HYDRA. Oh, that's cool. The they dr- butchered that. <laughs> 
the dragon tattoos on Aldrich Killian's Guy Pierce's mm-hmm. chest are of another Iron Man villain, Fin Fang Foom. Uh, the character of U.S. President Ellis is named after comic book writer Warren Ellis, who wrote the 2005 Iron Man story arc Extremis, a primary influence for this film's franchise's storyline. Warren Ellis, I think he wrote the the Preacher series, which is really good. According to producer Kevin Feige, the Mandarin was inspired by Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. He says he wants to represent the sort of prototypical terrorist Someone who worked for the intelligence community who went nuts in the field and became the sort of devotee of war tactics. Did they say how Killian got funding for his research? I think it was government contracts, they said. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that thanks to Tony Stark, he had the power of anonymity. Yeah. So he was able to like do all this shit out of the public eye. Right. So, And think tanks. Think tanks. They said... Repeatedly, Shane Black wanted to do a little more of the Demon in the Bottle storyline, but Disney nixed it as it was already somewhat covered in Iron Man 2. It was covered for like two seconds. What was the Demon in the Bottle story? Uh, His PTSD from New York? No, Demon in the Bottle. What do you think Demon in the Bottle is? Well, I don't know what they're stating it as. He was like, this was a storyline where Tony Stark was a huge alcoholic. Oh. Yeah. See, I thought it meant like it's a like a bottled up. You have bottled up demons that you don't want to let out. I didn't know they meant literally like alcohol. Yeah, that's why I was curious. Yeah, in Iron Man two, they touched touched that for like five seconds yeah. when he was having the party, and him and War Machine fight. Oh yeah. So and that was it. That was it. And finally, Anthony Mackie auditioned for the role of the Mandarin. So that would have really? been weird. That would have been weird. He would have played Falcon. That would have been weird. Wasn't the uh, the actor that played the Mandarin played Gandhi? No, they're Isn't talking the about guy? fucking Guy Pierce's oh, Mandarin. Not the guy who not, played the Mandarin. Yeah, not fucking uh, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Sir Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley. He was funny. He was a, he was a, he was a funny little guy in this. <laughs> yeah, he was. Trevor Slattery. Yeah. Hey, he comes back in Shang-Chi. He reprises his role as Trevor Slattery. Does he? Yeah. And there's also a, a Marvel one-shot, which is... Like these little shorts, live action shorts that they do, uh, or he's in prison. Nice. <laughs> I like little little throwbacks like that. So next week, what did I say? Oh yeah, the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, Bucky, and the introduction of Anthony Mackie as Hell Falcon. Yeah, man, who do you think Falcon, or who do you think they would have casted as Falcon if Anthony Mackie got Guy Pierce's role? Terrence Howard. <laughs> no, it's too fucking old and too weird. I know. Oh uh, fuck! I don't know. I don't see anybody else. Yeah, it's one of the. It's just like Captain America. Like I know. Uh, yeah, like they fucking nailed it. And I know that at some point they're talking about recasting that role, but I can't see anybody else playing Anthony that Mackie. role. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Same with Tony Stark. Like Robert Downey Jr. has been Tony Stark for so long, that's going to be weird to see someone else play Tony Stark, and it's going to have to happen at some point if Maybe. they're going to keep going with these movies. Yeah, I'm sure they're just like, it's okay, it's multiverse. Or yeah, right. Eventually, they'll just reboot the whole MCU. And yep. So, yeah, that's uh, Iron Man 3. So, if you want to re- read a review, <laughs> fucking leave a review, you can do so. And I think the only app that lets you do that is... Apple Podcasts. 
I'm pretty sure. So if you want to be like proudly Brainiac, you can leave a five-star review and we'll read it in the podcast. Proudly Brainiac says, incredibly iconic. I super love this podcast. I am obsessed with pop culture and all the latest happenings. Tuning into this podcast makes it fun to catch up with the latest movie news. I can't wait to listen to future episodes. Thank you, Proudly Brainiac. Thanks, Proudly Brainiac. You're the best. And you could be the best like Proudly Brainiac. Leave a review. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. So should we uh, end it there? Yeah, we should probably end it there. Probably end it there. Yeah, it's fine. It's about time. It's so, outro. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash pop culture bicycle. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at at pop culture bicycle. Yep. And on Twitter at at pop culture bike. You did it. You can follow me on Instagram at pop culture Jake <laughs> and Luke at not pop culture Luke at. <laughs> Luke Kiway underscore DG. It's Kiway spelled K-E-W-A-Y. How, how do you put in the, the underscore? Shift whatever the button is. <laughs> if you still use Facebook, you can find us by searching Pop Culture Bicycle. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch and or listening or and or listen to, yeah. email the podcast at popculturebicycle at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. Seriously, DM Luke. He is he is desperate. I need a good book to listen to yeah <laughs> make, make sure there's an audio book <laughs> yeah. version because luke doesn't know how to read i was trying to find the audio book to the last week you reported on that what? Uh, they're making it into a live action thing it's about this girl with her robot and they go to the old west oh and yeah stuff. the Pop, electric something or yeah another. i was trying to find the audio book to that nope ain't got oh. it and if you can't if you, if there's a book that doesn't have an audio book record yourself reading it and then send it to me <laughs> for free for free because <laughs> we're not making any pod or money off this podcast hell no we're not we're doing this all for you all for you but give us money on give patreon money. subscribe to the thousand dollar tier all right so as we always say goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.